0: Right now you can get an exclusive twenty percent off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics C-A-U-S E M E T I C S dot com slash thrive for twenty percent off your first
1: order. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com.
2: Welcome to Rachel Uncensored, the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of of me. I'm Rachel Ballinger. Off camera is my assistant slash friend. She'll make me say best Emily Brostaff. And, uh, a while ago I asked you guys on Instagram to send me your awkward questions, things you were scared to ask your parents, your friends, or even Google. Um, and you guys asked a lot and I've saved a bunch and I'm gonna finish up answering the ones I deemed correct to answer. Right? Funny? Good? The ones I liked. Uh, so I'm going to finish up answering your awkward questions this podcast. How's everybody doing? Can't hear you. Don't care. Love you. Emily, ask me the first one. That was a lot. I just need a break from myself. Okay, continue. Go. Um, okay, what does
3: coming actually mean? And is it coming with a U or coming with an O? <laughs> uh,
2: well, there's two words coming coming means I'm 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 coming to a party. I'm going. I'm coming to the I'm coming with you. That is just an English term that is not dirty at all. It means you're you're going, but you're gonna do it. Um the C U M is come. That's the dirty one. And that one it's not dirty. It's just the other word for orgasm. Is this a legit question? I mean, yeah. is this someone's really want to know what coming means? Yeah, what does it actually mean? It means to orgasm. In layman's terms, to orgasm. So, C U M come means orgasm. C O M E come means I like you tell your dog to come to you. That it sounds wrong. Now it just everything just sounds dirty. But to orgasm, which means if you want to know what an orgasm is, no one can quite define the feeling of an orgasm. But it's the peak sexual pleasure in which you can experience. And that's, yeah, I mean, for a dude, it's when he shoots out his stuff and orgasms. For a girl, I mean, you, you, most girls actually don't squirt. Like, if they're squirters, they don't actually squirt when they come. They can simultaneously, but it's like they squirt and then later they come. It's not, sim- Emily's giving me a face. Squirting doesn't mean coming for a girl. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, no, a girl can come, she can squirt. And then later come, she can squirt and come at the same time. Um, squirting isn't related. It's like a different thing. Well, how do you... Okay.
3: I'm so confused. Okay, so when you squirt, it's not because you're coming. It
2: can just Correct. happen randomly? Because... Not randomly. Something has to be triggered. But yeah, it's like a... It's a different thing than coming.
3: Interesting. Yeah. But does it like feel the same? Like almost the same? to someone that maybe has done this <laughs> not you but someone else
2: have you read online once <laughs> emily as far as i know to my knowledge that we don't know why i have the knowledge uh it's different okay yeah all right mm-hmm. how are you ready for this one? Oh, oh i'm ready i feel like that was an e- the come i feel like i should have gone in more depth question but come c-u-m is an orgasm. You yeah. go, I'm coming, when you're orgasming. That's what you, some say. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> We're starting this episode off strong. Hi, everybody. I told you it's, it's, not even, uh, it's not even uncensored. It's just dirty version. It's not, I guess, I don't know. Continue. Okay. Um,
3: how do you lick a pussy correctly? Because someone said I was bad at it.
2: <laughs> um, here's the thing with women. And what that I've learned, I'm listening to lesbian podcasts and stuff. I actually listened to just uh, Ashley Gavin's podcast, who I'm going to be on her podcast soon. But um, I was trying to catch up on some episodes and they just talked about it. And I very much agree. And every woman I talk to also agrees. Every woman's body is completely different. And Ashley mentioned on her podcast, you can't say you're good at sex as a woman because every body is different. So what is good to one partner might be bad to another. So that is why I think to be good at sex as a woman in a, in a female, female relationship is communication. If you're able to communicate because each body is completely different. Each person likes a very different thing. Some people might like a soft flat tongue. Others might like a more pointed, hard, some like gentle, some like rough. So you're bad to one person might be great to another. So that means you have to, to be good at eating someone out they have to communicate and you have to follow direction and you can't take offense to it. If they say, no, do this instead, you can't be like, what? No, that, I was doing it fine. You weren't. <laughs> like, you clearly weren't. Each woman likes to be eaten out. Um, I mean, there are some who probably like the same, but each woman is different. So to be good for someone means that they have to tell you what they like and you have to be willing to ask. Sometimes it's hard to bring that up, but yeah, so to eat out a woman correctly, you, th- you have to be like, well, what do you like? What do you want me to do? And if they don't know, then that's when you experiment and you try new things and you have to take direction and that's pretty much it. Yeah? Would you agree, Emily? Yeah. <laughs> Did you take direction
3: well? I just took some notes. Thank you. You're <laughs> oh, welcome.
2: But there are a lot of different ways. Like the tongue can be formed in many different things. Some women also like to be fingered during it. Some don't. Some what never mind it's just not never mind but like there's a lot that can go into it yeah
3: i would like to argue though like even even if she says you can't be good at sex i would like to argue you can be bad at sex
2: yes but if someone just goes in being like i know what i'm doing yeah i've been told i'm great then no and you just like do what you think is like are you smelling the microphone does it smell bad What's something smells over here. Something you're the only thing over there besides your dog's crate. I think it's my dog's crate. Oh, we got to get that out of this house. Yeah. Anyway. Yes, you can be bad, but then again, I think bad would mean, well, like, yeah, if you're like gnawing on her clit with your teeth, that's obviously, but there might, there's probably a woman out there that likes that. And that's what I'm saying is it's all dependent upon the woman. You're bad. If you don't take direction, you don't listen to your partner and you just do what you want to do for their pleasure no yeah like that's not that is bad at sex yeah but to be good is means that you go with them and you work with them and you feel it out together right so yeah yeah if she's saying you're bad at eating her out say okay teach me how yeah what do Ooh. you want <laughs> How don't you show me <laughs>
3: That that's a that's a sexy. Word. I know it
2: is, and that's that would be good in bed because you're like demonstrate, go, show me, and yeah. then repeat. Right, right. There you go. Continue.
3: How to deal with lesbian bed death syndrome? Can you
2: explain to them first what that is? Lesbian bed death syndrome is when a lesbian couple has been together for a long period of time, and uh, both of them stop initiating sex and then they're just so happy and they're emotionally fulfilled in the relationship and they love their partner, but they just don't initiate sex anymore. And then they get used to not having sex and then they stop having sex basically. So it's not that they're out of love or, you know, they're very sexually amped, just not having sex or whatever. It's just, they're emotionally fulfilled and that's it. Um, To deal with it. I think if, well, one of, if, Neither of them are wanting to have sex. I don't think there's anything that needs to be dealt with. If one is wanting to have sex and the other isn't, um, communication is key. Yeah, you could always try couples counseling to figure out what's going on. Each individual person could be in therapy. Um, A lot of time uh, for women, sex is very much related to their emotional state. So maybe they're going through something and they're depressed or they have their own stress and they're just not in the mindset to have sex sorry um and then also spice things up like if you aren't like if they your person's not getting turned on and you want to turn them on figure out a way to turn them on ask them what they like or try things set up a romantic evening do massages set up a bath do whatever to like get it going again you just can't i guess when people are in relationships for a really long time they just Stop trying as much, and you have to keep trying, is my main thing. Um, I haven't gone through this, so I can't really give a personal like this will work if you do this, but I've just with any issue, communication, therapy, and trying to do better as a person and a partner, I think is just how it is. But again, if both parties have no desire to have sex, then I don't like if you think I don't, then I don't think it's a problem. If you're wanting to, then it's a problem, and then you do need to take steps to fix it.
3: Yeah. It might also be fun, like, to try experimenting stuff together, like, going to, like, a sex shop together or, like, looking up different things you could do or, like, I don't know, because I feel like lesbians a lot of time get into routines. Yes. With, like, our sex. And so, yeah, I feel like going and getting a new toy or, like, trying something new or trying something a little risque, as long as you both are comfortable with it,
2: I feel like that would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just doing different things. Yeah. Yeah. Go if, you're, if your same routine is leading you to no sex, do a different routine. There you go.
3: Um, I know you're supposed to pee after sex. <laughs>
2: what? I just keep forgetting what this podcast is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sex. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're supposed to pee after sex,
3: but does the same apply for masturbation?
2: Yeah. Yes, you're peeing to make sure nothing got up your ureth- ure- urethra? urethra. Urethra? Urethra. You got it. Uh, so you're peeing it all out. So you- your fingers are the same as someone else's fingers. Uh, always make sure your hands or the person who's touching his hands have been washed. Um, but yeah, always pee after any sexual act down there. It's to prevent UTIs. And you can also get like um, a body wipe kind of thing. It's like a feminine wipe. Uh, there's a bunch on Amazon that afterwards you can also wipe yourself up uh, to make sure you don't get uh, yeast infections too. So your pH balance doesn't get off from either like semen, tongues, uh, saliva, and, or gels. Those can all, like if you get a lot of UTIs or yeast infections, uh, it's because your pH balance gets off or infection gets up. So just make sure you're clean afterwards. P, wipe. That's the end.
3: Nice. Yeah. Does everyone's vagina smell and taste the same?
2: No. Um, It has to do with your own body, hormones, what you eat, how much you hydrate, how much you exercise, what you eat. Um, So everyone is different. And some have absolutely no smell. Some have a little bit of smell. Some only smell after working out. Um, Everything is normal as long as it's not so pungent that it seems like you should go to a doctor, which isn't a shameful thing. Just go to a doctor. You might have BV. I think we talked about this a while ago. Um, Yeah, everyone's different and yeah but if you've heard like if you eat a buttload of pineapple you'll taste sweeter what you eat goes into it but you have to eat like six pineapples a day for like a week for that to be a thing just so everyone knows you can't like drink a glass of pineapple juice and be like i taste delicious um (laughs) it's a little more than that skims skims is our sponsor for today everyone knows that finding a perfect t-shirt can be a challenge whether it's too big, too small, the fit is weirdly cut, or the quality is severely lacking. Luckily, I found the perfect t-shirt, and it's at Skims. They have crop silhouettes for them femmes to long sleeves layering tees, and there's styles for everyone. I've been wearing Skims for over a year now, and I absolutely love the quality of everything I've gotten. It's silky smooth, it fits well, and my girlfriend always steals them from me. I absolutely love the cotton jersey t-shirt they sent me. It fits like an absolute dream. I wear it all the time. And my girlfriend stole the Skims soft smoothing t-shirt because it's extremely flattering. And she can wear it on casual errands or when she wants to dress up for the night. If you want to try them out, then shop Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that I sent you, that Rachel Uncensored sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows.
3: Next, Emily. What is the normal amount of nipple hair?
2: Oh. (laughs) I (laughs) Um, I don't know the answer to this. Uh, I think everybody is different. Again, Emily, stop smelling things over there. I'm trying to figure out what it is. It's bothering me. Okay. Well, we'll get rid of your dog's crate. We'll wash you and then we'll I wash the- this morning. <laughs> then we'll wash the chair. Anyway, nipple hair. Uh I, all women have a little bit of like, whether you can see it or not, hair around their nipple. Like yeah. sometimes it's just, like one or two. That's normal. Um, also it doesn't really matter. And if you have any hair and you don't like it, shave it or wax it or laser it. If you like your hair, keep it. I don't, I think a few hairs is across the board, the average. I would yeah. say the average, not normal. Um, The average is a couple hairs here and there. Yeah. But That's pretty much it for women, at least that I know of. But I don't know all the nipples in the world. <laughs> I haven't looked at them all. Next. Emily, how many
3: hairs do you have? Okay, I have to say, I think I noticed my first one when I was like 16, and then I plucked it, and I haven't had one since. <gasps> yeah, but I do. I'll, I'll get a random long hair on the underside of
2: my chin every once in a while. I know a lot of girls who get those. Oh my God,
3: and I pluck it, and it just comes right. Oh my God, it comes yeah, my right back. My friend
2: Kelly in high school used to always be like, Rachel, it's time, and we'd run out to my car during theater. And I had a pair of pliers in my car. Okay. Don't ask me why. And I would use pliers to pluck them out. Why not just? I didn't have tweezers in my car. I had pliers. It was like one of those multi-tools in case I broke down on the side of the road. (laughs) You were such a lesbian before you were a lesbian. Yes. (laughs) A thousand percent. Oh my God. I just, I am who I am. I always have been. Yeah. After I came out, still same me. Do you not get nipple hair? I get like a few every once in a while. And I only notice them when I'm in the shower and you can kind of see them move with the water oh like when I'm, I'm like naked and dry i don't notice them at all and that, you're looking at your nipples aren't you well now i'm gonna look in the shower tomorrow <laughs> maybe I just well, don't you can notice. just kind of see because you know in the shower like things move different and yeah. it, i guess i guess it's it a little darker because when things are wet they're darker and i see it then but uh i think i've shaved it like twice but i've never i never noticed them unless i'm in the shower interesting yeah okay yeah, yeah everyone has nipple hair yeah, it's normal to have it. I don't I think the average is a few strands for women, I guess, yeah, but it's not a big deal. Mm-mm. Okay, Next question.
3: How do you properly use a strap-on? I'm a baby gay, and I have no idea
2: what to do or buy. Um, there is a world of strap-ons. There are so many different types. Um, you can get the boxer brief kinds where it looks like underwear, and then you there's a little tiny hole in the front for you to stick a a dildo. What do you call them? Dildo strap ons. I think I just call everything that is including that an ensemble, a strap on. Okay. It's a strap on. So you, the silicone sticks through the hole. Um, but then there's also the ones with like, that look like a climbing harness Mm -hmm. and (laughs) (laughs) those also have a hole in the front that you just stick the silicone through. But there is endless amounts of the silicone part. Like there are some with balls and some without. There are some that are like weighted. There's ones that are veiny. There's ones that are just like purple. There's some that are rainbow. There's some that are nude. There's some that are red. There's some with hearts all over them. Um, Whatever looks more aesthetically pleasing to you. Some people really like the veiny real looking kind. Um, A little aggressive for me. But some people really like that as some people like to just be like, I don't really want to know what it is. I want it to be a rainbow of colors. They also have different sizes. They have different shapes. shapes. They have different weights. They're ribbed They're, There's a head. There's no head. You have to figure out what works best for you. Um, so first I would go aesthetically pleasing. What's going to be less aggressive to you and then figure out if you would feel more comfortable wearing the underwear or the, the harness. And you just kind of go from there. And you you I know that they can get expensive. So it's not like the m- nicest, like, well, let's just try. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. They can get expensive. So uh, I would go aesthetically pleasing first. And- well, and like size first, I think. Well, the aesthetically pleasing ones all usually come in different sizes. Yeah. And yeah. then you can go, you know, small, medium, large, basically. It's like five inch, six inch seven inch all the way up to 12 inch 12 might be a bit aggressive for your first (laughs) I would say no to that um but yeah figure out what you think would be the best for you and go from there
3: and you can also find strap-ons where it it like is for both people at the same time. So like if you're the one wearing the strap on, you can put a little vibrator. Oh, the
2: bullet vibrators. Yeah. Yeah, They have a little pocket. You can
3: slide it into your harness. So while you're penetrating your partner, you're also being stimulated. Yeah. Yeah. So those are cool. There's,
2: there's a whole realm. Um, I did a brand deal for love honey on my main channel. Um, I also know that, what is it? Belisa? has a sex shop it's a woman run one. Oh, oh I've never heard of that hold on I'm gonna look it up yeah Belisa Belessa, B-E-L-L-E-S-A I believe it's also a porn site for women but oh. they have a boutique which is a sex shop so it's just for women well I mean that it's run by women geared towards women but anyone can shop there um and yeah so it's it's the like website's all aesthetically pleasing like light colors and pastels and doesn't seem so like whips chains dark deep red like you're there's a weird shop there's a weird room in the back for that creepy men come out of it's a more light welcoming website <laughs> if you please so uh yeah if you want to look there it's they have blogs and stuff and they have uh people do a lot of uh customer reviews where they kind of explain the pros and cons of each one so it takes a little research and just to figure out what you like yeah
3: well and i think this question too is like how do you like not only how do you pick one but like how do you use one
2: you put you put it on (laughs) you put it on yeah uh lube sometimes is needed usually uh for a silicone thing you would need it um (laughs) then I I would just say that's
3: explaining sex that's sex so uh, yeah I would just say like prep like 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 don't just shove it in
2: like oh always always the whoever is being penetrated needs to be geared up first yeah you don't just you don't just run a marathon get out of bed and run a marathon right you got to get up you got to stretch you got to hydrate you got you know loosen up the joints a little bit and then you do a light little jog and then you run right so (laughs) you gotta you gotta get it going first You may start with fingers just to see if we're open. Because the the vagina, sometimes is like, no, I don't want anything in me. Nope. And then sometimes it's like, why am I not being filled? So you got to see what it wants. And you never know. There's times where you want it. There's sometimes when you don't. Um, So that's communication. That's feeling it out. And then a a slow penetration at first, especially if it's your first time, always better than just going hard in there. So. Feel it out, and then the person receiving can tell you harder, or faster, or deeper, or what? Or, no, I don't think I want it today. So. How much does your first time hurt? With, like, it shouldn't. In my, in my personal opinion, your first time should not hurt. Snoop, he's ready for his first time. My dog is laying just on his back, <laughs> completely spread eagle. I love you, dude. Um, I don't think of the first time should hurt at all. I know some women talk about how like their what is it? The, the hymen. The yeah. That gets ripped. Yeah. That can rip without you realizing when you're a kid riding a bike. Yeah. Um, if you, again, if you are, if your body is prepped, amped and ready, you should be open and going. And if the other person knows what they're doing, make sure everything's lubricated uh going slow and soft and feeling it out. It I don't think the first time should hurt. Am I is that I mean some people's first time I think a lot of people's do hurt because it's usually teenagers that don't really know what they're doing and they just what happens some most of the time is guys uh mimic porn. Mm. And that's just that's usually real aggressive. Uh go slow, go soft. Feel it out. Communicate. Gear everyone up. Okay, we're not just we're not just close off, shoving it in. We're go. We're feeling it out. We're feeling the body. We're feeling the tension. We're releasing the tension, and we're opening, and then we're going.
3: <laughs> yeah, blossoming like a flower. Blossoming
2: like a flower. Uh, would
3: you agree that it shouldn't really hurt? Um. Yeah i mean i i think it also depends on like the size of your partner or like oh that is true like the size of what they're using um Uh, are we talking
2: about okay any sex straight or gay any penetrative sex any penetrative sex yes if it's not penetrative it should not hurt at all nope okay um in a heterosexual or a vagina penis um sometimes vaginas are too small and the penis is too big. That is true. It's just never going to happen. It's just never, it's just, that's just what it is. Uh, you can do like dilation therapy if you're like really
3: committed to making that it work. Person,
2: that's a lot of work. I'd rather really just find a lot in. of work. Yeah. yeah. Um, what? <laughs> uh, that is a thing. If you're using a toy, yeah. Build up to the size you want. Yeah. Again, that's communication, feeling it out going. Yeah. Don't, well,
3: and sometimes it might, like, feel fine at first, and then, like, you get nervous or, like... Dry I'd, up. Yeah, you might dry up. It's just, it's all about, like,
2: feeling it out and seeing what's right in the moment. Yeah. And that's why you should, if you're doing something for the first time, do it with someone you're, you're comfortable with. Yes. Never just do it because you feel pressured or you just want to get it over with or you just want, you know, it's always better if it's someone you can talk to and uh, will understand and not get offended if you, if you say stop. Yeah. So. I was given terrible <gasps> advice. My girlfriend's calling, baby. Oh my God. Sorry, my girlfriend called me and I always answer when my girlfriend calls me, but this was a great place to check to see if we have a sponsor for today. Sponsor, sponsor.
1: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble
0: knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble
2: now. Alright, and we're back. I forgot what we were talking about. First time, hurting. Oh yeah, um, I don't think it should hurt usually unless the penis is too big for the vagina or um, your toy is too big. That's it. But it shouldn't hurt other than that.
3: I think there's also, like, certain medical conditions that can make it hurt. Oh, my goodness. There's so much.
2: If everything fits correctly and you're good to go, there should be no pain. There you go. There. You ready? Yeah. How should I shave my pussy? With a razor and a either shaving cream or soap. So it depends on the type of hair and skin you have. Some girls were going to get razor burn, like every time, like the, bu- like you get bumpy and sh- and shit. I forgot I can swear on here. Um, to that, I say waxing, sugar waxing is probably more of a way to go for you. Um, it is annoying cause you do have to like grow it out if you don't want hair and it's like growing out and it's a whole thing. But, um, a lot of people say shave with the flow of the hair. I have a type of body I can shave against and nothing happens. Uh, I didn't know that this was the norm, but I like you just spread everything, make tension with your skin and just shave. That's what I've always done. I've never had an issue really shaving down there. Um, I would get little bumps every once in a while, little ingrown hairs. Uh, But I eventually ended up getting laser hair removal and now I don't have to worry about it at all. But, uh, you know, don't shave your clit be aware of that you don't want to cut that um gently do everything gently but yeah spread make tension with your like grab one side tension with your hand shave the other side you know open some uh some lips some folds make sure there's no hair in there just slow steady smooth gentle and figure out your type of hair if you need to shave with it or against it that's your own body and uh yeah. And then lotion afterwards. Like, make sure you put lotion or aloe or something on afterwards so it doesn't uh, break out more. E- Emily, you have anything else to say? Um, I sugar scrub my vag before I shave it. You sugar scrub?
3: Yeah. The outside, not the inside. Like, like, use yeah. a sugar scrub in the shower to get rid of all, like, the dead hair and or the dead skin and stuff. I've been
2: meaning to get some because with my laser hair removal, like, the best thing to do is, like, a week after a sugar scrub. And I'm yeah. like,
3: mom, ah, cute. I've never done it. It makes it last a lot longer. Really? And I get less razor burn when I do that. <gasps> I want some. Yeah. There's some on Amazon that I really like and it smells good.
2: I'll get that. You're just supposed to sugar scrub your body a lot. Like, it's just good for you. I do it before I shave. So, like, How often do you shave? Every two days. Yeah. Huh. All right. My dog is living his best life on my ground right now. All right. I'm going to get some sugar scrub. I love conversations. you learn. Yeah. You'll learn. How are you going to learn if you don't have conversations? <sighs> Continue. Uh, did we talk
3: about this? What is the knee thing?
2: I've talked about. The, I don't know what the knee thing is. So. Someone tell us. Help. I, I think. I talked to Jojo about it. I'm getting my. <laughs> Sexual things for, no, I gotta phrase this correctly. I'm getting my sexual positioning questions answered by an 18. No, nope, still wrong. Still <laughs> wrong. Still wrong. I needed a, I needed a Gen Zer to explain the Gen Z terms mm-hmm. to me. And I found a Gen Zer. Um to me, I think it's the thigh thing. We were both trying to figure it out. Yeah. We were both like, I cause the thing with the internet is when people it's annoys me when people come up with a new term for something. People are too embarrassed to ask what it is. Or if they do ask, half the people don't actually know. They're just going along with it, being like, yeah, I know what the knee thing is. And the other half are like, for some reason, don't want to tell us. Because I've been like, tell me what the knee thing is. How are you I- going to gatekeep the knee thing? Don't no gatekeep the knee thing. What what I think it is, is what I think is the thigh thing. Mm-hmm. Where you're just rubbing up against the clit with your thigh. Or then, for some reason, the Gen Z are doing the knee
3: I don't, it's so weird. It's just
2: grinding on the other person's leg. Yeah. Is what I think it is. Same. That's all I can think of what the knee thing would be. Also, that does nothing for me. It turns me on. It doesn't, doesn't make me go. Yeah. Like, grinding is hot. Yeah. But I know there are women who can get off just by doing that. I don't me. Mean, I need a little bit more.
3: Yep. A little high maintenance. Oh, <laughs> high maintenance. Um, I don't feel anything when I masturbate with my fingers, like as in like penetration.
2: Oh, well focus more on your clit then. Um, masturbating with penetration, finger penetration masturbation, I think is hard for a lot of women to come that way. Um, focus on your clit. The clit is gold. You don't need to come by, you don't need to like make sure you can come by finger penetration. Focus on the clit. If that's what gets you off, that's what gets you off. And it's such a small percentage of women that can
3: actually come from solely just being penetration. Penetrated. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So fo- when you when you masturbate, just focus on your clit. You can you should be able to come with your fingers. Figure out what you like. Don't be so quick to be like, I want, I need to come. Like, take your time. Be like, I have literally. If just a lot of women seize up and can't come when they think they're on a time restraint or they think that they're being Mm -hmm. hurried to come. So be like, I have an hour set aside to like figure out my clit. Take it. you're like, I'm going to be here for an hour till I figured it out. And just that can like relieve you to the point where like, it's easier to come. Anyway, that's my two cents. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And if you're with a partner who's hurrying you to come, you shouldn't be with that partner anymore. Yeah. Mm-mm.
3: Mm-mm. Um, okay. I think the last question we have is how can you stand sitting in
2: blood when wearing a pad? I think this is from a dude. Or a chick. Some chicks are like super against pads. Okay. How can you stand sitting in blood? I think they think the pad like holds it like a bowl. You know, it absorbs it. Yeah. So you're not sitting in blood. No. If you take it off, there's not like blood all around your legs and shit. It's it absorbs it like a, like a aid absorbs a uh, cuts, you know, that's the same, that's the same thought process, right? Um, some women can't, it's too painful to have a tampon or flex or diva cup inserted. Sometimes it's too painful for women. Some people really just don't like the thought of that and that's all on them. So, uh, period panties or pads. I actually love wearing period panties to bed my first two nights. Cause I'm so heavy. My flow is so heavy those first two nights.
3: I want a pair. They're just so expensive.
2: They are. But I, I would do the flex and the period panties to catch any extra. So you know how you wake up at 3 and be like, shit, am I leaking? Or you wake up in the morning, you're like, I don't want to get out of bed, but I know I'm leaking. Just wear the period panties and it absorbs it and they're black. So you like, you don't see anything because sometimes it's not fun to pull down your pants with a pad and see that blood. That's not fun for anybody. I don't think anyone gets enjoyment from that. So uh, the black period panties actually helps a lot. But no, you're not standing in a pool of blood. It's, it's not that at all. And, uh, you know, if you shower, anything that was maybe got on your body will, you know, just you can be a clean person. But teach their own. I saw a
3: TikTok yesterday and it was some girl and she was like on some boardwalk. And she was going around and stopping guys and asking them how many tampons they think. I saw that. Yeah. Women use throughout their cycle,
2: like on their period. Yeah. And so many guys were like, two. Yeah. I have <laughs> no idea. And then there were women in the comments being like, I'm a woman. I don't fucking know how many either. I wouldn't be able to answer this. And I'm like, oh. well, I'd have to sit there and be like, okay. On my heavy days, it was like four to five. Yeah. On a heavy day. There's yeah. two heavy days. So that's t- like eight to ten. And then on my light day, on my then the two days following that, it's about three, yeah, each. So that's six. So i am about sixteen. And then my last day, it's about two—one in the morning, one in the. So I'm like eighteen, maybe. Yeah, yeah, fifteen to twenty would yeah. be my answer.
3: All the guys were like, "Yeah, they uh they they put one in for their period, right? Or some guys are like, they put one in in the morning and one in at night,
2: right? <laughs> you got to switch them out. <laughs> God, I mean, yeah, that's uh." Yeah. I, I, my thing with pads is that they made noise Yeah. or, or you could see them like, you can't just wear whatever you want anymore. Yeah. Like I had never had a problem with the fact that like my blood was there. Mm-mm. It was more the fact that it like didn't look cute or like mm-hmm. you could kind of, if you wore tight jeans, like you, if you wore a, a large pad, like I'm not wearing little panty liners. No. I wear panty liners on like heavy days to make sure my underwear doesn't get ruined while also wearing a flex or a tampon. We have heavy flows and wide-set vaginas. It's a thing. So a giant-ass pad, I could see through my clothes. And while you shouldn't be embarrassed by that, it wasn't aesthetically pleasing. If you look at my ass, I want you to enjoy the view. I don't want you to see, like, pad lines. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> that's my thought process. Uh, and that's it, M. Yeah, you got right. the rest. That was it. Well, that was it for Rachel Uncensored. Make sure you're following me on Instagram so when I ask for more, of your awkward questions you need answered or just, uh, I also do uh, dirty confessions that uns- are yeah, uncensored confessions. Um, I would love to do another one of those. So please make sure you're following me on Instagram. So you see when I ask for them, you can also ask your dirty questions down below your awkward, dirty questions, go for it. Um, and we'll search through those for me. I like to be surprised. I like to, I don't want to think about it. I like giving my like immediate thought. I should probably put a little thought into my answers. I don't want to. That's too much effort for me. Cause then I overthink it. I don't want to overthink it. This is the first thing that came to my brain. And the discussion is always open. Like it, we have discussions all the time. I'm like this is what my mm-hmm. brain thought. And she goes, have you thought about this? I'm like, no, now my brain thought's different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you for listening. Uh, next time. I believe I'm having my friend Alana on and she is a. Cis straight white woman. Trying to. To find a boyfriend and is having to go through hell on dating apps, and she has many, many stories. So I'm hoping to snag her for uh, uh, the next episode. She says she wants to do it, but she's got to get her stories in order. She, uh, she has quite a lot.
3: I'm so woman. excited. I'm so excited. She terrifies me in the best way possible. Yeah.
2: I'm also gonna ask on Instagram for you guys to, ha- if you have any questions or advice you need from her, because she, she is in the dating world and she is a um, straight single woman so uh if you guys want to talk to her at all i'll ask on instagram so make sure you're following me on instagram i'm gonna ask you guys for uh some questions and whatnot for her um i love you guys thanks for watching and i will see you next time thank you emily for being here love you love you, love you. bye thank you for listening to this episode of rachel uncensored the only place on the internet where you can find the uncensored version of me Rachel Ballinger. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, please like, subscribe, or follow, or do whatever this platform tells you to do so that you can get notified every time I post a new episode. Love ya! Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new
1: podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut.